And good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space here on West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley, and I'm joined in studio today by Lorraine Buckley. Lorraine's doing the controls again, flying the ship again this morning. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning, John. Happy to be here. Thank you very much indeed. We do have two more guests inside the studio, but I'll introduce those to you in a short while. A very special welcome to those listening on radio at home, uh, who for one reason or another might be ill or housebound today. And maybe you can't get out of the house, you can't even get out of bed. Good morning to you. You're welcome. Welcome also to those who are listening to us while travelling. And those of us who are, and those of you who are listening to us on the internet, um, whether you be in Sydney or um, I believe there was somebody listening to us in Holland there last week. Um, those who are listening down in Cork, uh, those up in Galway, in Mayo and in Dublin. You're very welcome and thanks again for allowing us to... Uh, bring this sacred space to you. I hope you get something from it. Before I go any further, I just want to say a very big thank you to Lee Fitzgerald and Jane Guiney, who joined Father Richard there last week and, and gave us a lovely reflection um, about their time in Lourdes. Thank you very much indeed, guys. And also, uh, Climbing Crow Patrick. And of course, Lorraine, you did invite them to do it to make number three, which was Loch Derg. So they're going to think about that. Loch Derg. And I heard that you were up in Loch Derg doing the beginner's course last week. You only did the one day. I did. I only done the one day. It's cheating, you know. It was cheating, but it was gorgeous. (laughs) There there is actually, until the 1st of June, there is a one day uh, event up in uh, Loch Derg, which goes on either Friday, Saturday, Sunday or Monday. You can pick your day. It starts at 10.30 in the morning. You keep your shoes on. You do have uh, soup and sandwiches and all the rest of it, but lovely reflections. We were very lucky, actually, that particular day because there was a lovely person up there, uh, um, Ken, I forget his second name now, uh, but himself and his wife, they gave us a lovely reflection on um, The Lord is My Shepherd. Oh, lovely. Which I was able to record, so it's some size later on in the season. Hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll play that back. But anyway, that's about me and more about the programme. Um, at the start of each programme, we usually light a candle, and we did, we did indeed this morning. And both myself, Lorraine, and the two guests here, we did invoke the Holy Spirit to ask to stay with us for this program. Um, and in a special way, our lady to today. Um, we've had some nice comments actually about the program, Lorraine, in more recent times. Those people, and by the way, I must thank uh, the priests or those who are responsible for putting in some notices because I did meet some people during the week who. Um, did um, hear about sacred space through um, one of the parish bulletins that went out in the area, uh, a bit far away from here. But thanks be to God, uh, this particular person actually heard the the programme on um, Fatima, and they really did enjoy it. So thanks again for all those people out there, for the priest and whoever's responsible for um, for making sacred space um, available to people through the newsletters. If you do want to contact the station during the week, you, you can please do so with your comments. It's 069-66200. Or maybe drop a line uh, to um, West Limit 102 Radio, Sheen Road, Newcastle West. We do have an email. Uh, the email is sacredspace102 at gmail.com. So I think that's about the introductions out of the way. The first piece of music that they're going to play today will actually introduce uh, the format of the program that we're going to use, or, or the topic of the program, should I say, that we're going to use today. It's taken from um, people who I think are wonderful people, um, uh, uh, an organisation or society called Chenaclo. Uh, maybe the lads might just expand on that slightly later on. But this one is one that I always sort of... 
uh, resonates, it resonates with me anyway, it was on a Medjugorje. It's taken from an album, uh, Medjugorje 2001, and it's entitled Gaspar Micah Maya, which I know is but pronounced it wrong, but the guys are going to introduce me later on. Okay, let's see what this is. was a, a piece of music that I said I'd, uh, I'd play that as an introduction. It goes on for about 11 minutes, but um, I don't think we'll play that this time in the morning anyway. But that just introduced, uh, that just helps me to introduce two guests that I got here today. As you know, for the month of May, we were trying to pick up on um, a, a few Marian uh, topics. We went through um, uh, Lourdes there last week with Father Richard, uh, Father Richard Keane, uh, and uh, Lee Fitzgerald and Jane Guiney from Newcastle West. We went through the previous week, they went through Michael Keating, who spoke to us um, about Fatima. And this week, I'd like to welcome to the programme um, Paddy Geary and morning, Mary Keating. M- Mary Keating. Morning, John. Good morning, and thank you very much, Neil, for joining us. The reason why these two guys are here is because they're going to try and educate me a little bit anyway on Medjugorje. I've been to Medjugorje a few times, but I'm sure you're going to tell me things that I've missed out. And anyway, um, Paddy, maybe just to start off the programme, um, there's some people out there who wouldn't have a clue maybe where 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 Medjugorje is and um, how it was all situated many years ago. So maybe just a bit of the background and maybe the history and the geography of the place. Okay, John. Uh, Medjugorje is in Bosnia, Herzegovina. Okay. Which borders Croatia on its western side and uh, Serbia on the eastern side. It was formed when Yugoslavia broke up in the 1990s. Okay. And right. uh, many other countries uh, were formed, like Slovenia, Croatia, Serbia, <coughs> Bosnia Herzegovina. Yeah. And when we arrive in uh, Dubrovnik or Split, uh, we go down to Medjugorje. The one thing that does strike me is how mountainous yeah, very uh, much so. the terrain yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And as you move, as you come towards uh, Medjugorje, it actually, I think it actually gets worse. Uh, and you wonder how anybody could live mm. in these areas. Yes. Medjugorje is in a little valley between hills. 
and uh, the soil is quite rich uh, where, it, where there is soil mm-hmm. and uh, the people in Medjugorje grow tobacco and vines okay the parish itself is served by the Franciscans who arrived there in the 14th century mm-hmm. the parish church is dedicated to the uh, St. James the Apostle who is the patron saint of pilgrims ideal mm-hmm. um the church was built uh, and to finish, the building was finished uh, in the 1960s and while it was building, the people were wondering why the parish priest was building it uh, so big. Mm. It would hold about 700 people, but there were only about 300 people in the parish. Um, mm-hmm. But so now we know why it was being built so big. Somebody had a plan. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it seems that um, it was all in God's plan. Yeah. In 1933, then, the people of the parish got permission to build a cross on top of a mountain. That was to commemorate the 1900th anniversary of the death of our Saviour. That must be pretty unique, Paddy, because I, I, I know I sort of noticed that and I was told that when I was out there, but I'd say there aren't too many um, churches or countries or parishes marking events like, you know, the, the centenary or 1900th centenary or 1900th year of the death of Jesus. Well, I suppose it reflects so well on how religious the people of Medjugorje yeah, uh, yeah. are and were and are, how generous they are. Yeah. Um, mm. In 1933, they, they went up the mountain. It's quite high. It is, that's there right. There wasn't any track up, so they had to take everything up, all the sand, cement, the iron, uh, water. And apparently it was uh, the women who did most of the work. Uh, no, the, 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 one of the reasons for that might be that most of the men uh, would have gone to Germany working. Good lad, but that's my excuse for the men. Uh, Any uh, excuse, Paddy, uh, go on. Uh, go on. <laughs> no, no, girls. This is Paddy's show. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> give me later. <laughs> but so that was in 1933. Uh, Medjugorje, now, uh, since 1981, about 50 million people have gone through. Wow. So it's worldwide, a little village, a little backward village, uh, yes. backward in 1981. So it's now to the forefront uh, as uh, a very important Marian uh, site. But of course, at that particular time, Paddy, I suppose, around 1981, 82, um, that, that was a communist area. It was. Uh, it was communist ruled. There was Yugoslavia, communist ruled. Yugoslavia, yeah. Uh, up, to the 90, up to the fall of the Berlin Wall and after that. And, you know, I was just reflecting there just a, just a day or two ago when, after Michael Keaton had just brought us through about the Fatima story, you know. And that story about praying, about communism for the for the conversion of communism, so on and so forth, and yet there was this particular country uh, under the influence of, and yet a lady still came to the fore. She still came there. And John, if you remember, uh, in eighteen seventy nine, we were after the famine here in Ireland. Yeah, and we were very poor, and we were under British rule. Yes, and. Uh, the people held on to the faith, yeah. and our lady mm. appeared to them. I suppose yeah. it was in compensation. There's so no, look at it that way. No, anyway. no doubt about it. No doubt about yeah. it. But anyway, so that's about the that's a historical and geographical side of it, right? So we come to the apparitions now. Um, yeah. So in, on June the twenty fourth, the afternoon of June the twenty fourth, nineteen eighty one, okay. uh, two local uh, girls in their mid teens, Ivanka and Mariana, they went off for a walk on the lower slopes of the hill, which now known, is known as Apparition Hill. Suddenly mm. Ivanka looked up higher on the hill and she saw the figure uh, of a young woman and she said, look, it's Gospa, which is the local word for Our Lady. 
Mariana didn't even bother to look. She just said, as if our lady would appear to us. And they both walked on. But when they were coming back, they looked up again. And they, saw, they both saw our lady. So they were confused, fearful, and they stood there looking at her. She was beckoning them to join her, but uh, they, they were too afraid, really. Actually. Then they were joined by Visca and uh, Ivan, and who also saw our lady. Uh, in fact, Ivan was so afraid he ran away, ran home. Mm. The others uh, looked uh, the again, again right? our lady beckoned to them to come closer, but they didn't. Just one thing there, Paddy. I was just just thinking back now to to say Michael saying, you know, and and the Fatima and and even Lewis, I think, and the children asked a lady who she was or who the name was. Did these girls recognise it was our lady straight away? Like what? Or in, in after interviews, we say in, in even weeks later. Okay, they felt intuitively that yeah. they knew it was our lady. Yes. Okay. So something within them was telling them yeah. that this is our lady. Yeah, Gasper. As yeah, they say over no there. Mm, okay. Okay. So they went home and they told their, their family and friends, mm. and some believed in them, and most of them did not really. Yeah. So the following day, June the 25th, 1981, they all went out to the fields. They were working, they were expected to do that. And when the work was finished, they all, the, the four of them, um, you had uh, Mariana, Ivanka, Vitska, and Ivan. Oh, okay. They decided that they would go back and see if our lady would come again. Okay. But this time they were joined by Maria and uh, little Yaakov. Now, Yaakov was only 10 at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Visca was the oldest. She was 17. The others were 15 and 16. Okay. So when they, at this time now, there was, there was a, quite a crowd as well, because they had told the neighbours yes. uh, what was yeah. happening. Yeah, the world and so they went back to the hill, and they all saw our lady, mm-hmm. and... Um, they ran towards her, and they described it afterwards they were as if they were, they were pulled through the air. So they ran up the hill, uh, and Visca had no, she was on her bare feet, yeah. and over bushes and stones and so on, uh, and without a scratch. Wow. So there was, in fact, a little story that uh, one of our guides, Yosa, used to tell us. Um, he was there, and he was the under-18 100-meter uh, champion. Okay. And... He took off, off after them, mm. but he couldn't keep up with them. <laughs> and he was miffed yeah. because little Yakov was only 10. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, was beating him up the hill. So when they arrived at the hill, they were almost pressed um, on their knees. And uh, so they spoke to our lady. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, they spoke to our lady and she spoke to them and they prayed. And... Um, just thinking about the children. They, they actually, it was the, they prayed the All Father, Hail Mary, Lord, the sevens we called him in Medjugorje. Which is the seven Our Father, Seven Our Father, seven Hail Marys, and seven Glory Be. So this would have been a kind of a tradition for them prior to this, would it? That's right, yeah. Okay. That's right. And later then, Our Lady added Creed. Okay. Okay. So, um, Ivanka asked Our Lady about her mother, who had died two months previously, and Our Lady said that her mother was with her in heaven. And she wasn't to worry. Wow. So the apparition lasted about 15 minutes. And these six visionaries, Ivanka, Mariana, Visca, Ivan, Maria and Yaakov, they became the permanent group of visionaries. And June the 25th became the anniversary of the apparitions. And eventually it was named as the Feast of Our Lady, Queen of Peace. 
That's June the 25th. That was June the 25th. Mm-hmm. So the following day then, the third day, was important for a few reasons. Firstly, a brilliant light flashed three times announcing Our Lady's arrival. And this became the means of telling the visionaries of her arrival from then on. Um, also, when Vishka went home uh, the previous evening, she obviously told uh, grandmother and her grandmother said to take holy water and to sprinkle it on yes. the vision. Yes. And if it was from heaven, it would stay. And if it wasn't, it would depart. Okay. So Vishka then got her holy water and as she said herself, I didn't spare it. So she threw <laughs> yeah. it on the vision yeah, yeah. and our lady smiled yeah. and she stayed. Yeah, so that's a message for us all, so Paddy. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. um, Ivanka asked her then why she had come. Yes. And she said, why did she had come to this village? And she said, I have come because there are many true believers here. I wish to be with you to convert and to reconcile the whole world to my son Jesus. And Mariana asked her, who are you? Our lady replied, I am the Blessed Virgin Mary. Okay. So when that apparition, when that apparition ended, uh, there was quite a large crowd and they were making their way down, uh, down the hill. Down the hill. And yeah. Maria became separated from the others. Okay. And some, for some mysterious reason, and some, by some mysterious force, she was pushed sideways. Mm-hmm. And Our Lady appeared to her uh, again. But this time Our Lady was crying. And there was a, a, a bare wooden cross behind Our Lady. Mm-hmm. And Our Lady said, Peace, peace, peace. Be reconciled. Only peace. Make your peace with God and among yourselves. For that it is necessary to believe, to pray, to fast, and to go to confession. Marie was naturally overwhelmed and luckily the others arrived at that time and they helped her down the rest of the way and down to her home. Wow, I tell you what now, I mean, you know, I was just reflecting there, they're, they're from the ages of 17 down to 10. That's right, yeah. They're, when they, they were, were very young and as well they were not sophisticated people. I mean, Medjugorje was kind of a backwater. Yeah. Uh, and therefore they wouldn't be sophisticated people who hadn't even left their own little village so uh, they wouldn't be highly educated either. No, and then the fact then too, you know, that, that having to explain it to their parents or uh, to their relations, you know, uh, again, I'm just thinking back to the story of Fatima, you know, uh, but the parents, I mean, obviously the grandmother there had the story right. You know, she had the holy water. So listen, you, <laughs> you know, and not a bad one for us all to remember. I think maybe at this particular time, I might take another piece of music here now just before we go for the break. Uh, this one again, it's, um, it's a Medjugorje music. It's a Medjugorje album, actually, 2005. Um, and actually, it, it's Chenecolo again, I believe. And this time it's entitled Spiritus Santo. So let's hear this one.
Back again to the second part of Sacred Space. Um, my name is John Kelly, and I'm joined today by uh, Paddy Gary and Mary Keaton, who are here to tell us all about Medjugorje. Uh, we were thinking about going for a bit of music, but we, we might just leave that go for a minute. Uh, and, and Paddy, I meant to ask you just one question just before we um, we ask Mary to enlighten us in a bit more about Medjugorje. Um, how did the church authorities react to all of this? In order to be- John. Um when any apparition occurs, the church is very cautious, yeah. and I suppose uh, very sceptical. Mm. And it was much the same in Medjugorje. Uh, it so happened that the parish priest, Father Yozo, he was absent on retreat uh, for the first three days, and he didn't come back uh, until the Saturday okay. uh, to find uh, his parish buzzing with the news of an apparition. Okay. Um, he interviewed all the children, uh, I would say myself he probably grilled them. Yeah, yeah. But he found them very truthful and very mm-hmm. honest uh, and very believable. But at the same time, he didn't, you know, he had to, he had to be very of course, cautious. Of course, yeah. Mm. So he was in his church uh, a few days later and he was very troubled because the people were going up the mountain. They were going to, to see the vision. And they were passing by the church. And this bothered him. Why weren't people coming to the church to pray? Mm. So he was in his church and he asked for a sign. And it was during the middle of the day and he heard a voice saying, save the children. Mm -hmm. So obviously he was very surprised. And uh, I suppose he perked up his ears and the voice came again, save the children. So he rushed out to the door and the children were running towards him. And they said, Father, save us. The police are trying to catch us. So he took them to the rectory and he placed them there and came back into the church. By this time, the police came along Mm -hmm. and they asked him, did you see the children? He said, I did. And they passed on. Mm -hmm. They knew that he wasn't going up the mountain. They kind of, uh, they knew that he wasn't, uh, he wasn't in their favour, shall we say. Yes, yes. Uh, And therefore, they they passed on. Mm -hmm. So, 
from then on, of course, Father Yozo was on their side. And, in fact, uh, once the communist authorities uh, found, out, found that out, uh, <coughs> they got a pretext to uh, put him in prison, which they did for, he got three years in prison. He served 18 months, and he was uh, tortured in prison. He lost the sound of his ear. Uh, but he, when people asked our lady how he was getting on, uh, she always said that he's getting on well and that she was with him. That's lovely. So they left him out then of prison uh, on condition that he would not return to Medjugorje. So he went to another little parish about 25 miles out the road. I think I read somewhere, did I, that um, that um, Father Yozo actually had an apparition of Our Lady too, did he? Oh, yes. In, in fact, probably several times. Probably several times yeah. too, yeah. And, 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 I mean, Father Yozo was, well, I know up to, I think he, he took a sabbatical last year, but I think up to then he was available to meet pilgrims every year, wasn't he, Father Yozo? Yes, was one of the, the <laughs> highlights of our pilgrimage, uh, a visit to Siroki Brieg, where he is, uh, where he was the parish priest. Uh, we would visit him, and he would take us through uh, the Our Lady, what, she, what, the, what the divisions meant, yes. uh, what the the messages of Our Lady, what they meant for us, and what we should do. Mm-hmm. Very, very powerful man, and he had the power of uh, of laying in the spirit. Of, That's of right. Putting us lying in the spirit. That's right. I did notice that a few times myself. That's the story for some other day, lying in the spirit. Anyway, Mary Keating, you're not going to get away without telling us something about maybe your own experience or maybe your side of maybe the pilgrimage side, what a pilgrimage means and so on and so forth. Medjugorje. Okay, John. Well, I suppose uh, I have been going to Medjugorje as a pilgrim uh, on a regular basis since uh, since 1995. Well, I went initially in 1990. That was my first experience. Mm-hmm. But then the war intervened. The war years were 91 to 95. Okay. So we didn't travel at that time. And we recommenced again as pilgrims in 1995. Um, I went with Paddy. He was our leader and I went as part of his pilgrimage. So uh, just um, out of the experience of that, I feel that I might just paint a little picture mm. for pilgrims, you know, who might like to come uh, to Medjugorje at some point in the future, either with Paddy and the Newcastle West group or indeed with any group that's going to Medjugorje. Just give a little outline of what's involved for, what's a, involved, yeah. for, for a pilgrim yeah. in Medjugorje. Mm. Okay. And just I'd like to start by maybe <coughs> saying that a pilgrimage usually is six full days, you know, because it's, you know, you, you kind yeah. of take more or less a day travelling and you're kind of tired when you arrive and that. Mm. So you kind of have, and then there's a day, you know, kind of involved in coming home. Very so six full yes. days, really, yeah. okay. of pilgrimage there. And I'd like to say as well that, you know, you're blessed with the best of guides to guide you through your pilgrimage yeah. in Medjugorje. Whether you go with Marion Pilgrimages <coughs> under the leadership of David Parks mm-hmm. or with uh, Joe Walsh Tours under the leadership of Philip Ryan. They're both excellent um, um, groups to go to Medjugorje with. And we're just blessed with, uh, you know, the most beautiful local guides who, you know, who kind of show their own fate or beautiful witnesses to their own prayer life. They don't just guide us, you know, yeah. and tell us what to do. They do the pilgrimage That's, with uh, us, like, you know, which is powerful um, uh, witness. A, a, a powerful you know? witness. I, I, I certainly found out myself that they seem to live it. They do, they really live it, like, uh, no, you know. Uh, uh, and, and it has played a big part in the kind of, you know, the, the conviction yes. of, of the place for yes. us over the years, o- like, authentic, you know. Authentic, yeah, yeah. And the main uh, pilgrimage area, it's, it's, it's quite small because the village of Medjugorje itself is small. So the main area is based around the sanctuary of St. James, 
which involves the church. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have the Apparition Hill, which Paddy spoke about in painting the picture mm-hmm. of the early days of the apparitions. It was the site of the first of the apparitions. It's known locally as Podbedo. And then there's Cross Mountain or Creechback, as it's known locally. So they're the three main areas. So um, usually there's a 10 a.m. mass each morning for uh, English-speaking pilgrims. Other nationalities have their masses at different times. And it's celebrated by the English-speaking priests who gather in Medjugorje at any mm. time. And we have been very blessed uh, to have had mass celebrated by our own spiritual directors who have accompanied us. Mm, uh, over mm. the years and that has been a great uh, privilege for us mm-hmm. and then um, so that's every morning of your pilgrimage <coughs> so then one morning there's an early start a kind of a six, 6.30 start uh, that's the morning that we're um, 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 that we climb uh, Apparition Hill mm. and we usually gather down at the church there's, I mean, there's a gathering point at the church very uh, you know kind of um, nice start to any yes, uh, yes. of your uh, pilgrimage um, outings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always gather at the statue of Our Lady, which is at the entrance to the church. And it's a beautiful statue, and it's uh, a statue of Our Lady with her hand outstretched, which yes. is kind of a sign of her, you know, calling us mm-hmm. and welcoming mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. to this um, um, special place. So we gather there, and then, accompanied by our guides and priests, uh, we walk through the well-trodden paths to the fields. And we pray the rosary and then walk in silence, you know. And it's beautiful because even all of nature seems to be with you yes. in, in the peacefulness of it. Not <coughs> alone are you kind of being led to an internal peace, mm-hmm. but nature is, is kind of supporting Very that, natural. you know. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful setting. And then um, we hear some of the accounts of the earlier apparitions from the guides, some of the things that Paddy referred to earlier on, you know, the story f- from the early days. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful to hear it from the, the guides who have grown up in that area, who know the visionaries, know their families, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. heard it from their parents. And then we pray the <coughs> joyful mysteries of the rosary as we climb. It's, it's, it's gentle, like as you're stopping at each of the plaques, bronze plaques on the way to mark the different uh, joyful mysteries and we're usually le- accompanied by priests who will give a beautiful meditation to us. I think the, just if I could just interject there just a second I wouldn't say it's a gentle climb now I mean that, that's that's pretty tough as far as I'm concerned <laughs> that's the roughest place that I've seen. Uh, John you're a man I, uh, I, no, no, I'm speaking easy, from easy, a woman's perspective easy, easy, no. <laughs> but we've heard how soft you are <laughs> <laughs> This lady I'll uh, deal with her later on but anyway uh, but the other thing that I want to say too uh, uh, is um, the Paddy might have alluded to it there, but I, I've certainly heard it myself, that, that the way the children were going up there in the early days and they were caught between the mountain and caught between the road, and when it was there, and, and that had been explained to me, the faith of those people really came through big time to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But sorry, Mary, anyway, you were saying about gently moving up this apparition hill. And then at the top, there is a, a statue similar to the one that we... we uh, um, uh, gathered at in the church grounds and that marks the spot of the earlier apparitions and it's beautiful to have some quiet time there mm. to kneel before uh, the, the statue of Our Lady to bring our intentions and to bring the intentions of the people you know who won't be maybe as privileged to maybe get the opportunity to go on pilgrimage yeah. but you know we carry them with us when we go you know whenever you go on pilgrimage you carry so many other people with you and um, you know we have some quiet time there to pray and then on the way down um, we nearly always make a visit across to the Blue Cross, which is um, another site of the earlier apparitions and which is a place now where Ivan, one of the visionaries, mm. uh, gathers with his mm. prayer group uh, mm. on, I think it's uh, Tuesdays and Fridays, you know, and again, it's the site of uh, 
of some of the earlier apparitions and indeed it's the site of, of many of the current apparitions because Ivan is still one of the visionaries who's still having apparitions on a daily basis. And just, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to put it into words, it like to say that you have been a Medjugorje at a time when Our Lady is appearing. That's right. And you have been invited to be mm. in a group gathered, mm. you know, mm. maybe under the, the extremities of the group because so many people gather. You know, but you're there at the time mm. when, when heaven meets earth, mm. literally, like, you know. And like, you could never take that for granted, like, you never know. Never do. And yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's really some experience for people of varying nationalities, no matter what nationality they are. Coming to John, I forget what time Ivan has this. I think it's about nine o'clock, eight or nine o'clock at yeah, o'clock at that, night. Yeah, yeah. And the Chenecolo guy is playing away for mm-hmm, half an hour. Mm-hmm. And then Ivan giving out the mm-hmm, rosary. Mm-hmm. And then silence. Yes. Oh, yeah, the silence wow, that descends, like, you know, at the moment of the apparition, you know. It's so spiritual. Oh, it's, it's, as I say, John, words don't do justice at all, like, you know. And then um, on another morning... Um, uh, uh, of the week, we have an earlier start, 5 a.m. start. Now, why we have the earlier starts? Really, I'm speaking from uh, the perspective of a pilgrim who goes uh, during the summertime, you yes. know, when the weather can mm, be quite hot mm, in Medjugorje. Mm, mm. So, out of the, the kindness of the guides' hearts and the, in keeping with the gentleness of our Blessed Mother, you know, they want us to climb when it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not so warm. Yes. And by going early, you have gone up, you've had your time above and you're back down before, you know, the, the heat of the day, you know, becomes too mm, intense. Mm. So that's an explanation for the, mm, the, for the, the early start. rise. Okay? Mm. So again, we gather in the church grounds and either walk through the fields and the vineyards, just a different direction this time. Or, you know, it's possible to get taxis out to the base of Krishivak. I mean, I mean, the walk is an added extra, like yep. but the main thing is to is to get there and to uh, to gather at the base. And again, accompanied and led beautifully and prayerfully by our guides. And, and we're always blessed to have a number of priests, you know, as part mm. of our, our our big group. You know, for these climbs, you know, we, it wouldn't be just the Newcastle West group. It would be all the, yes. the Marian Pilgrim mm. pilg- or the JWT yes. uh, pilgrims who are in Medjugorje at that time mm-hmm. would, would do those climbs together. And as you go up Krishvak, you meditate on the stations of the cross. Mm-hmm. Now, um, some pilgrims might be listening or people might be listening saying, oh, I'd never be able for that. But it's possible to do all of this at ground level as well. There are beautiful stations of the cross at the back of the church mm. area <coughs> and you can do your, your stations of the cross beautiful. there. Last year, yep. And as one of the guides you know, has quoted to us on several occasions, he said that for some of you, your cross this morning yes. is to climb Krishavak. Mm. Mm. For others, your cross is not to be able to climb, climb. you know, to stay Mm. at a lower station or to do your stations at at ground level. So I suppose you're encouraged to embrace whichever cross is is, is, is for you at that time. But then the face too that you'd see uh, twice maybe when I was, sorry again now, but twice when I was coming down for that, once a number of years ago there was a lady, she was Hungarian and I think she was 78 mm-hmm. coming down mm-hmm. and then a few years after that then there was a French lady and she was 82. Oh yeah. We had an 82 year old pilgrim in our group one year and he did the climb with the help of, you know, yeah, yes. fellow pilgrims and we had a six-month-old yes. <laughs> who was carried on her daddy's backpack <laughs> to the top. So, Very you know, good. so it's all in but keeping. The faith suppose, was there. Yes, faith was there. And I suppose okay. it, it's a nice reflection. It's in keeping with the spirit of Simon and Veronica, you know, who uh-huh. kind of helped Jesus on his climb to Calvary. You know, that 
kind of spirit of, of help and camaraderie. So at the top then, uh, we get an opportunity to come before the cross. The, Paddy referred to it as the cross was built to commemorate the 1900 mm. anniversary of the of the Passion of Christ and it contains a relic of the true cross. So it's lovely to come before okay, that. Yeah. Okay. And we have kind of developed a little just tradition in our pilgrimage over the years to bring maybe a little stone with us to the top kind of symbolising our own cross or the crosses of those who asked us to remember mm. them in Medjugorje and lay it at the foot of the cross you know and yeah, yeah. bring it lay it there in in kind of um, in unity with the suffering of Jesus to help us to carry our cross yes. and then we, we make our way down gradually then down to to, to ground level and then um during the mid-morning or mid-afternoon on the different days of the pilgrimages, we get opportunities to maybe uh, go to some spiritual talks given by maybe the, some of the local Francisc- Franciscan mm. priests in Medjugorje at that particular time or priests who were there during the earlier times of the apparition. Mm-hmm. Or uh, we might hear during Youth Week in particular, you'd hear uh, testimonies uh, uh, given by people about how Medjugorje brought about conversion in their hearts and, and in their lives. You know, mm-hmm, we've heard mm-hmm. lots of stories about maybe and even people, you know, who maybe they got seeds of their vocation, maybe, maybe I suppose, encouraged there, I won't say that, but more or less mm-hmm. nurtured there. And then um, we get an opportunity as well to visit some of the places, as we call them, the, the fruits of Medjugorje, the yes, places okay. that have been established in Medjugorje because of all the prayer that's going on there, naturally, it's going to bear uh, great yes, fruit. Yes, yes. And some of those places are, uh, you know, the Chanakalo community. You've been playing some of their the beautiful place, yeah. music there earlier on. And it's a community founded by Sister Elvira, mm-hmm. an Italian nun. And um, and it's a place that offers a new beginning, or she says herself, a way out of darkness mm-hmm. for young men and women who have kind of suffered because of addictions. Yeah. And uh, the therapies on offer there are love and support, uh, prayer and work. Mm. And it's it's wonderful to go there and to get the witness of those sure young people. Is. And please, God, later on during the year, because they've been close to my heart, I hope again to, to visit them again mm. in Knock. But That's this right, time, ask them to have a chat well, to us, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. We might give you a bit of a break at the moment Thanks, now, right? And what we might just do, we might play a piece of music. So, Mary, you gave me one early on now to play. It's called The Song of Medjugorje. Um... Maybe we should hear this now at this particular stage and see how it goes. So let's listen to this one. It's from uh, the album Ave of Medjugorje and it's entitled Song of Medjugorje.
Welcome back to the third and final part of Sacred Space here in West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley and I'm joined today by Paddy Gary and Mary Keating and they're giving us a lovely reflection and insight into Medjugorje. So Mary, just before we went to the break there now, uh, we was, you were going through the idea of pilgrimage and what's involved in pilgrimage and so on and so forth. Maybe you can continue on there just for a few minutes. Okay, John. Well, I was just mentioning some of the the places that we get an opportunity Mm. to visit during our week in Medjugorje. And I had mentioned uh, Shonakalo, the drug treatment Mm. centre based on hard prayer, on hard work, prayer, love and support. Now, there was also an orphanage um, which was set up by Father Slavko for the children who were orphaned as a result of the war. And we get an opportunity to go there and see the beautiful garden dedicated to St. Francis. And then um, uh, we get a, a wonderful opportunity to go to see the work of Sister Muriel in her home for elderly women who were left, uh, you know, pretty much in dire circumstances out on the hills and living in small little hovels and things. And mm. Sister Muriel used to visit them in her van and try her best to bring them food. But then with the help of, uh, you know, benefactors and with her own um, uh, kind of strong will and devotion to prayer, she has succeeded in building a beautiful home. Mm. Uh, something like St. Ida's or St. Catherine's or many of the fine nursing homes here in Newcastle West. So it's lovely to visit there. And our priest who's usually with us says Mass for the residents there. And it's a beautiful uh, morning, uh, uh, you know, for the pilgrims. And uh, again, just an opportunity for people maybe who can't go to Medjugorje on pilgrimages. You know, they could maybe support Paddy, uh, yes. does a little collection and takes out some money, which is always very welcome, you know, to support the work of Sister Muriel. I was just he, about to say that because I believe that, uh, that Social Security isn't that yeah, great. That's right, there, yeah, that's right. No, no, no. So the support services would come from the pilgrimage. That's right. So yes. those who can't go to Medjugorje. And just could I say, she's only 85 years old, mm-hmm. Sister Muriel. And, she, mm-hmm. and she's only starting. That's right. And she's it's a woman. W- wonderful. I heard Mary. Continue. <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, there's also a beautiful centre there uh, called the Oasis of Peace, which is a community of lay people and religious yes. who um, kind of try to live the messages of Medjugorje in their daily lives. Mm-hmm. And they have adoration there on a continuous basis. And it's a wonderful opportunity for people to go there and, um, you know, have an opportunity to do uh, adoration. So I'm rushing a little bit now. I'm just trying That's to give okay. you a little flavour okay. of the places uh, that, you know, that you can visit and the fruits of Medjugorje. It's a full, it's a full six days. It is. And I know I've been there myself and I know you really haven't had a chance to, you know, to mention it all. But I suppose one of the fruits, you know, that that I've I've experienced myself and that nearly everybody experiences out there is reconciliation and confession. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I was, it's just um, that I suppose reconciliation is uh, one of the big things mm. in Medjugorje. It has got the reputation of being called the confessional yeah. of the world mm. and for very good reason. You know, if you're there, especially during the time of the evening prayer programme, yes. which is very important, which is very um, intrinsic to uh, pilgrimage mm. in Medjugorje, mm. it starts at 6 um, p.m. in the evening with the glorious, the joyful mysteries yes. and the sorrowful mysteries and the litany and the prayer of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And that's all in preparation for Mass. You don't just arrive at seven for Mass. There's this preparation beforehand Mm. and then there's Mass. And then after Mass, there's the glorious mysteries and the sevens in thanksgiving Mm. for Mm. the Eucharist. But during all of that time and against that background of all that prayer that's going on, the priests are in the confessionals, row of confessionals mm. down on the left hand side in the church of the church are dotted around on chairs or little walls yeah, or stools yeah. all over the area yeah. with their little plaques out uh, kind of giving you an indication of which language mm. they're mm. hearing in mm. yeah. and we're always blessed to have several priests hearing in the English language yes. so all our yes. pilgrims get an opportunity to avail of the sacrament but it's wonderful and speaking to the priests who have accompanied us on yeah. our pilgrimage over the years they would highlight that as one of the, the real um uh, kind of high points of the pilgrimage yes. for them to have been able to offer their time and to make it possible for the pilgrims in Medjugorje to, you know, to make this journey that the Queen of Peace wants for us, this journey to inner peace, which can only come from, you know, unburdening yourself and, you know, uh, yeah, bringing yeah. your 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 faults and your feelings and your fears to the Lord. And so it's, it's, it's beautiful to have that opportunity in Medjugorje. I think that's why one senses that's, you know, that, that peace and that joy in Medjugorje. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I've seen it myself. Mm-hmm, I've seen mm-hmm. guys, big guys, you know, who've gone to confession and I see them afterwards and they're radiant. Yeah. That's right. Or even sitting, observing it, and the confession seems to go on for quite a while. Right. It's kind of like a dialogue and exchange. Yes, and the heads are going. That's right. Yeah. But then there's like this sense yes, of yes. Of, wow. of being unburdened. You yes. can nearly see, and even looking on, it's real emotional yes. sight to see. Like, and then I suppose because. You know, our Blessed Mother wants us to continue then what was begun in Medjugorje. So one of the things she encourages pilgrims to do, and it's one of her main mm. you know, messages for Medjugorje, is to try and avail of confession on a monthly basis, mm. you know, at home. And maybe to see it more about, about what God can do for us rather than seeing what, you know, all about looking at our sin to avail of it, avail of it, avail of the graces yeah. and yeah. the help and the support mm. that it can and bring us. So that, and then, so the final, and I, it it would be unfair of me, and and mm. no pilgrim would would come home from Medjugorje without mentioning adoration. Yes, the outdoor adoration and, at uh, the back, uh, it's uh, between ten and eleven mm. on um, uh, two nights a week, two Wednesdays nights, uh, and Saturdays, right. immediately after mass on yeah. Thursdays, mm. and in prayer before the cross, much the same mm. format mm. except you're praying before mm. the cross mm. instead of the Blessed Eucharist on uh, Thursday, on Friday, on mm. Friday mm. nights, and you have beautiful 
guided reflections, periods mm-hmm. yes. of silence. Yeah. And the silence is something kind of awesome. Like I'm talking yeah. about silence now where you might have maybe thousands yeah. of people yeah. gathered like you and wouldn't that, yeah. expect that mm-hmm. silence could descend, mm-hmm. but it does. And it's part, It's a miracle in itself, really. It you is. needn't look for any miracle beyond the silence that descends. And there's beautiful music, some of the music we've I've heard here tonight. Um, I think, I, I, I know I'm cutting you short. Mm-hmm. And I know it was like Michael Keaton told me that mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, which would have gone on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you just two things. First of all, the, fire, the message of Medjugorje, uh, um, isn't it around five? Well, Our Lady has kind of, um, I suppose, the, the ma- big message of Medjugorje, I suppose, is, is conversion. Yeah, and okay. it's kind of change of heart mm-hmm. to lead us to this inner peace, to, mm. like uh, her, 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 her gift for everyone in the world really is, is peace. Mm. And that's why she has called herself in Medjugorje, Our Lady, Queen of Peace. Mm-hmm. But it can only come, you know, through uh, uh, five, you know, through working at it. And she has given us the tools to work at it. She has asked us to pray the rosary and, and to pray from our heart. Now, mm. you might wonder what praying from your heart is, but I suppose the best kind of quote we got on it in Medjugorje was, you know, to pray is a decision and yes. to pray better is a grace. Yes, yes. So if you make the decision to pray, the grace will come into it and, and that's where the heart will come in. And then to read the scriptures, um, you know, have the Bible in a prominent place in your home and use it. And then fasting on bread and water on Wednesdays and Fridays. If possible, not possible for everyone. Our, our mother realises that that's not possible for everyone. But she says everyone can make some little sacrifices, yeah. you know, give up mm. a television programme, you know, uh, something, computer game, uh, something you like and, and maybe set that time aside, maybe dedicate it to mm-hmm. maybe a piece of prayer or maybe visiting someone, you know, to make some sacrifice. And it, it's around freeing us, really, you know. Okay. And it's, okay. it's a gift to us rather than it might, be, it might seem to be a sacrifice but our mother is offering it to us as a gift and then the call to monthly confession and uh, then finally and most importantly of all uh, the quality of our presence at the Eucharist and I suppose if you I suppose take time to prepare and maybe having read the scriptures during the week and that all of that enhances the quality of your presence at the Eucharist and uh, that's all uh, I have time to say. It's a little flavour. So hopefully anyone who's interested in seeing it in action can uh, join us on our pilgrimage to Medjugorje right. sometime. Well, now that leads me, that leads me nicely in to, for, for Paddy to give his plug about... Well, Mary, just before I leave yourself for a second, um, um, I know Paddy's going to let us know about your pilgrimage very briefly. Um, you, you, back here, you have a prayer meeting here, have you? We have, yeah, and I suppose that's what I was going to say mm-hmm. if, if, if I had more time. That I suppose, you know, we're lucky, we're so lucky that when we come home from Medjugorje or come home from any pilgrimage place, we're not left on our own. We have mm. local supports to help us here. Okay. You know, and as part of the support, to us in, in continuing the praying of the rosary and re- meditating on it is um, uh, the prayer group uh, the mm. Medjugorje prayer group which was founded here after our first pilgrimage in 1990 and has continued on the first Saturday of every month since. How many years? Since 1990. 20 years? 20 years. God bless yes. you. Yes. The fruits are, sure, are, are surely coming through. Paddy very briefly you have a pilgrimage coming up. We do yeah we're going out on the 31st of July um, for seven days we mm-hmm. go back on the 7th of August we will be there for Youth Week last year we had 50,000 youth wow that was absolutely brilliant um, we're going off from Cork Airport and uh, Father Doheg is our spiritual director is there room for anybody else? 
There's plenty of room, and the cost is 629 uh, yes. bed and breakfast and evening dinner. Would I be allowed to come if, if uh, uh, you'll be very welcome, John? And, Mary, uh, what about climbing the hill? Lorraine, uh, we will allow her to come as well. I think that as, long, as long as you don't bring any microphones, John. <laughs> no, we'll see about that. I brought it there last time. Okay, have you got a phone number? Ah, uh, yes, uh, okay. Mary is, or, is uh, 069 069-60375. 60375. And mine is 069-069-775-595. Yeah. Now, actually, on the, on the West Limit 102 website, um, I've been able to get my own page, Sacred Space page, and I put your numbers up there if you want, or just for the contact, just for the magic going, nice whatever, okay? So Listen, we do have to go. I'm sorry, Russian. We've, we've got a new little rule around here to remind us we're going to start playing the music when the music is supposed to finish, and we've got about two and a half minutes to go. Um, so, listen, thank you very much indeed, lads, for coming in. You gave thank us you a know. beautiful reflection and flavour of what Medjugorje is all about. I've been there myself, and I couldn't have said it better myself. It was fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, next week, um, we do have uh, Michael Keaton back again with us, and Michael is going to tell us uh, the story of Our Lady of Knock. Well, until then, uh, Lorraine, thank you very much indeed. You're very welcome, John. You kept this ship flying very well this evening. I decided to come up with a piece of music this week, which I think was very appropriate, because I've been doing this program on my own, for, on my own now for about a year. And um, during that time, I've had some wonderful people, you two people here now this evening, a wonderful bit to come on and give witness. And I thought it would be appropriate to go out with a piece of music that I personally like myself. I met actually the person who wrote the piece of music there just a few weeks ago, uh, Mary Dunn. It's, uh, it's entitled uh, You'll Be My Witnesses. So until next week, God bless and take care of yourself. Bye bye. Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.